This is episode number 79 on the Herpreneur Show. Today, I bring you Julie Mathers, the founder of Flora and Fauna. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Just got back from having a beautiful weekday escape with my husband, two days celebrating our 14-year anniversary, child-free. And I tell you what, there is something about going away in the middle of the week while everybody is working, right? (laughs) And to tell you, you know, to have a beautiful two days away, child-free. We love our boy, but you know what? He's an only child and we are his playmates. So it was just so good just to be present with each other. And we were so present in the way that I told the team we're going away, gave our main guy the day off. So no one would email us. We were offline. I actually didn't post anything about my anniversary until the weekend. And it just felt so good just to be have that freedom and just disconnect, which is something we should do on a very regular basis. If not nightly, switch off the phone and unplug from the world and just be present with you, your family, and just life. Today we have on the show Julie Mathers, who is the founder of Flora and Fauna, which is the largest vegan store in the world. Not bad to be able to claim the throne on that one, hey? More about Flora and Fauna in a moment. I just want to remind you about the Herpreneur Pen Giveaway. Oh my gosh, they are gorgeous. They are white with crystal, Shirovsky crystal on the end, and they're a stylus pen. If you listen to the show, please drop us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, and we want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. All you need to do is write a review and then contact us. Say, hey, this is my review and this is my address because I want my Herpreneur pen. And it's my way saying thank you for supporting the show. It takes a team to actually put this together. It's definitely a love of labor. And we just really want to continually get that message out there. And by you putting the reviews out there, it helps us stretch our reach and get our message out there to more female entrepreneurs. The Herpreneur Show is sponsored by Convert Club. That's mine and my husband's beautiful way. We teach the reverse selling method to business owners and entrepreneurs, people that need to have a conversation with their customer before they buy. Many of us don't go into business to be salespeople, but we find out pretty damn quickly that our customers need a conversation for us to be able to give the value of what our products and services do and for them to feel motivated to buy. But how do you do it in a non-pushy way? And that's what we teach you. If you want to learn more about Convert Club and how we can help you, all you're going to do is reach out. We can find out if it's a match for you. More about the lady of the hour, the CEO and the founder of Flora and Fauna is Julie Mathers. Flora and Fauna is the world's largest vegan store, which was founded five years ago with a clear vision to be the most responsible retailer possible with the best customer service. Flora and Fauna was named Best Small Business Online Retailer and also won Telstra Small Business of the Year Award for New South Wales and is proudly a part of being confirmed as part of B Corp. We go into what B Corp is and how hard it is 
is to get that tick of approval. Of course, being a vegan store and everything else that they do with the recyclables, they are known as 100% carbon offset free. Yes, they have saved over 30 tons of plastic from hitting the landfill by shipping orders plastic free. We go into plastic free conversation as well. And what I love most about this interview is it just goes to show that your value systems can lead you into questioning things and that leads you down that brand new yellow brick road of your business idea. Flora and Fauna all started back when Julie Mathers asked this one question, what the heck is inside this lipstick that I'm putting on my lips? Right at the end, she gives two tips for female entrepreneurs for her best pieces of advice, which I think we all need to listen to. If you want to learn more about Flora and Fauna, all you need to do is scroll below and click the link. And without further ado, let me introduce you to Julie Mathers from Flora and Fauna. Ladies, I'd like to welcome you to an incredible woman. On, I think, the other side of Australia. Julie, whereabouts in this beautiful country are you actually at the moment? Yes, thank you for having me. We are in a little place called Galston, which is about 40, 50 minutes north of Sydney. It's in the bush. It's beautiful. Get Galston on the map. <laughs> where, where, where is it? So 40, 50 minutes going, are we going west, south, east? Where, where are we going? North. So ah. the, the common places that you would know is Dural. Yes. Jural's sort of a place that people know. And then there's Hornsby. Um, so we're, we're inland. We're nowhere near the coast. Yeah, I can. Um, and, and, yeah, kind of like in the bush, in the bush. So, yeah, it's really lovely. Like we just back onto bush. It's great. Mm. Really nice. Do you have a farm there or are you – is it just land? Or? Well, we've got land, but we do have a pig. So uh, Yes, I saw that. Rosie? Is it Rosie? Rosie. Good <laughs> Good knowledge. Good knowledge. Yeah, we've got we've got Rosie, Rosie the pig. Um, so Rosie's now. Um, gosh, Rosie would be like four years old or so, something like that. And um, and yeah, and she lives outside, and she's she's awesome, and um, yeah, she's pretty cool. So we have Rosie. We have lots of wildlife. We've got cats. We've got a lot of cats. Yeah. And um, and yeah, and it's just lovely. I keep threatening to get more animals, but my husband tells me that no, not yet. <laughs> what would be the next animal you'd get? What are you? What are you eyeing off? Well, I'd love a goat. Oh, I'd love a goat. Yeah, but but they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty good at jumping. So you'd need really high fences. Yeah, really high fences. So probably, and also we've got to get we'd have to get something which can be a friend for Rosie. And another pig would actually be wouldn't be a great idea because they're really hierarchical. So probably a sheep oh. or something like that. Wow, I don't know. I we'd rescue. Something a bit, exactly, a bit more subservient. That was my plan. <laughs> so tell me, let's take us back. I, you know, when I researched you, I was like, this woman's like the Mother Teresa of retail, right? <laughs> you have the world's largest vegan store known as Flora and Fauna. We do. We so do. 8,000 products, 300 brands, 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Um. Yeah. I can't imagine the research that goes into that. But can you take us back and give yeah. a snapshot of what was happening in your life to even just start with this? Like I know you started with skincare um, and beauty, but yeah. what, what, what actually happened? Was it a significant moment that happened to go, that's it, this is what we're going to do, or was it a slow yeah. build? So what, the, there was a moment. There was a moment. So there was, Well, there was a build and a moment. Yeah, take- so. 
I'd worked in, yeah, I'd worked in retail for just for years and years and years, and um, I'd always. I was. I'm just very bad at working for people. I'm very bad at working for anyone else. True so, <laughs> entrepreneur. I'm I'm a bit of a free spirit and I can remember back to one of my one of my first bosses back in like 2002 he told my boyfriend at the time he said we just have to let Julie go and do her thing (laughs) it's like just don't try and manage her she's a nightmare um and anyway I've managed to work for other people for a good 20 odd years and um and it was always in retail and I just love retail. Like I'm, it's, it's in my soul. It's my passion. I love the fact that it's tangible. So that's, that's kind of what I want to do. It's always, it, I love talking to the consumer and seeing consumer behavior and all that sort of stuff. And I've worked for really large retailers across the world and in Australia, Coles and Woolies. And I just wanted to make a better business. Mm. And when you try to do it, Having worked in so many retailers, I'd see, I've seen what's done really well, mm-hmm. but I've also seen what's done not so well. Mm-hmm. And when we look at things like diversity, when we look at what waste we produce, what products we source, all of that sort of stuff, in retail, we do not do a good enough job. So I started trying to make change from the inside and it's really hard, mm. really, really hard. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was like, I can't do this to my timelines. <laughs> mm. And I have quick timelines. So I was like, right, I'm either going to keep trying to do this or I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And that, so that was a bit of a slow burn with me constantly thinking that. And then at the same time, I can remember when it was, I think it was like June 2014, I was actually going into a... Um, it's actually Boots in the UK. I think I was over there for a wedding or something. Boots in the UK, which is like a price line here. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for a lipstick. And I picked up a lipstick and I, and I kind of said to myself, I just don't know what this is made of. I don't know whether it's been tested on animals. I don't know what the ingredients are. It just wasn't very transparent. Mm. And what made you? what made you even think of it back then? Like what... Were you oh. brought up with, like, did something happen or you see something or read something to even have that moment to go, hey, what is actually on this that I'm putting on my body? Yeah, I think, you know what, I, I've i been brought up a very compassionate individual. My parents are really compassionate and I can remember, when, I can remember as a young child my mum would frequently find animals on the side of the road that would be injured, bring them home and go, really look after them. <laughs> I did that when I was a kid. My mum had every animal you could imagine. Even we found a bat, rescued a bat, fed it, and then called the local RSPCA to come and get it and to put it back out to yeah, turtles. I've, I've found so many animals and brought them home. <laughs> Your mum and I would get along very well. Really well. Well, I, I can remember she brought home a squirrel once that we called Nutkin because I was brought up in the UK. We called it Nutkin and I kept it and I would have been. I know, 13, 14, I kept it and it lived in my school blazer for I don't know how long, for a long time. And um, and we just had this squirrel running around the house. So, <laughs> so wow. It was definitely a compassionate individual. And then I think just as I just as I got older, I just started questioning things about how I've always been someone who just questions stuff. Mm-hmm. So sort of question how we do things. And I can remember when I went, 
to uni I studied engineering at uni and we had to do work experience and everybody kind of went off to like I don't know the big engineering companies to do work experience and I decided to go to Spain which I thought was much better I went to Spain and I went and lived on some alternative technology site for a couple of months which is basically um people would think what is that like a hippie commune a little bit yes um, it's sort of oh, wow. a place that you, you live off the earth so um uh, we I, I built solar cookers that was my job so I built solar cookers there right. for uh, a couple of months and that was my engineering working experience but we had our own irrigation system our own water we grew our own vegetables we did all of that sort of stuff and and lived as a little kind of society and it was super cool and that that was one of the first things where I was like, we can treat this planet a little bit differently. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's a few few key things over the years that have really, I suppose, helped develop me yes. as an individual. Yeah. So what age was that when you were doing the work experience in Spain? Like, hello, Spain. Hi, like, um, Spain. I know it was pretty good. Um, 19, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because there's, in psychology, they talk about the different stages of, it's like the scaffolding of what builds your values and your beliefs. And uh, they say around 21 is when you've really started to build your business persona. And if you think, um, and before that, it's um, socialisation. So it goes in print stage, which is from our parents. Then it goes modelling. And modelling, we might model our favourite uncle or auntie or pop star or musician or whoever it might be, sports person. Then it goes into socialisation. And then you start to move into your business persona. And it's quite interesting oh. that your one of your memories that comes to you is you actually been in Spain, you know, living from the yeah. land and having that thought. So that's really quite interesting. Well, I've just got goosebumps. <laughs> but it's so fascinating from that perspective because I've never really looked at it mm. from I've kind of just done, you know, just yeah. got on and done. But, um, but yeah, that's really interesting. So what made you then do beauty first? Was it because you were in the shop and you are looking going, I don't know what's in this. Like tell us what happened. What are the steps then to go from like being in that shop like a price line yeah. to then going and yeah. in skin and beauty yeah so from that point I just went right that's what I need to do it was kind of like a little bit of a bolt of lighting lightning or lighting on, on a <laughs> and I just went and I just went um we need to I need to launch a retailer where we know exactly what has and has not been tested on animals and the ingredients are, are really clear and transparent. Mm. And so it was just very obvious for me. For me, beauty was a really obvious one because I felt it's, and I still feel, it's an industry where there's a lot of greenwashing. It's not clear. It's not transparent. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you email some of the larger companies now and ask them about their um, cosmetic testing policies, they'll give you a woolly answer that mm. kind of answers how they want to answer it. But it's not clear. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, this is an industry that we can we can change that. I can change that. And did and you source the brands then? Did you know, like, did you then just go into full-on research mode where you you have to get <laughs> the brands yourself and go into manufacturing? Like, what was those next yeah, I, yeah, so, and I think this is where my retail bone kicked in and I was like, right. Ah, yes. I have a plan. 
And I'm I'm someone that once they've got a bone between their teeth, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, right, let's go for this and go go hell for the leather at it. So um, so at that point, I did a huge amount of research and I said, okay, so um, if we're going to do this, what are the sort of 30 brands? And we launched with 30 brands. What are the 30 brands that I would start with straight away? Mm. And uh, did my research, looked overseas, looked locally, did a whole bunch of stuff around Google, what people are searching for. And I went, right, these are the 30. Let's go out and talk to those 30. And that's that's how I started with it. And then along the way as well, I was like, right, I need to develop, I need to build a website, which I did. And then I need to come up with a with a name and I need to come up with a logo and I need to think about a launch plan and I need to load all those products. And, mm. and I took myself off onto um, took myself off onto a Photoshop course because I'm like, well, I can't afford to pay anyone yeah. to design banners. Mm-hmm. So I have to do it. So let's figure out enough to be dangerous. Yeah. But to just get me by. And then, wow, well, I, I wish I knew Canva back then. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. In, so, in some ways, I'm quite pleased that some of these things weren't around. <laughs> So you were bootstrapping it, right, which most people do in the startups, and we've got lots of women that listen to yeah. that in the startup. What was your first year like trying to get the website up? Like you are then in so many different, you're wearing so many different hats. You're the business yes. woman, you're the researcher, you're the merchandising team, <laughs> you're the buyer, you're the yeah. tech team, and then you also need to be the sales and marketing team. So let's get into that because right. how hard was it at the start to be able to get traffic? What did you do to be able to, you know, start to like even get some to do that board? Yeah. And you're right. And also while doing that as well, I had a full-time job. So oh, I, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was my nighttime job. So during the day I had a full-time job mm-hmm. Um and at night, I would do this. But I'm the kind of person that doesn't need a lot of sleep. And and it, I found it so much, so exciting, so much fun. I just love doing it. that I was, I'd kind of just keep going. And then I'd find myself at three in the morning going, you must go to bed. You must go to bed. You must go to bed. Um, and I still do that now. Yeah. I still do the other day, I was up until I actually saw the sunrise. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> Yeah. I love my work. I've been on purpose. <laughs> I know. Wow. And I found myself I found myself creeping into bed, hoping not to wake the husband. And I was thinking, if I reverse this probably twenty eight years, that would be me creeping in from a night out, hoping not to wake my mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> how times change, now, right? <laughs> how times change. Now I just work through. Um, you had some good training. But, um, <laughs> It was good training. It was good training. I've still got it. I've still got it. Um, and um, but when I when I started and when you launch, what I did first of all, so I got the website all up and ready and all that kind of stuff, and then launched it and and basically put a post on Facebook. That was my launch plan. Yeah. So I put a post on Facebook. I told family and friends. I think it's really really important when you launch anything, tell your family and friends and get them to share it. Mm-hmm. And use your network. Tell as many people as you can. It's almost think bigger than what you are. Yeah. Don't think that you're a really small startup that's just started. Mm. Kind of 
be that brave butterfly and go out there and spread those wings. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. I was like, right, who in my contacts can I contact that will, that could help me mm-hmm. launch this? So, so I know the guys who run Click Frenzy and, and I said to him, I said, Hey, I've just launched a website. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> can I, you know, can I get them to Click Frenzy at all? And he said, sure, Julie. And he felt sorry for me and he goes, I'll give you a free spot. So he gave me a free spot. And, I don't know. We probably got like 15 orders from it, but wow. those 15 orders were amazing for us. They were like, for us, we were just going, this is huge. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and very much telling families and friends. But, and, and the other thing I did as well was um, I just taught myself how to do Facebook ads and Google ads. Mm-hmm. And again, not an expert at either, but I just taught myself en- enough yeah, to get to get them do the basics. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. your husband Tom is with the business now. <laughs> At what sure stage is. was it when he was like, right, I'm going to jump ship? Like, was there like <laughs> just a that difference with like? At what stage was that? What year was that? Because we're talking 2014. Yeah. So now we're fast tracking to what? What year? We're fast tracking. So he joined quite quickly, actually. He joined in sometime in 2015. Yeah. And what he does is he looks after the uh, finance and operations. Mm-hmm. So he's our COO. So it's very much operations, finance, customer care, warehouse. So, again, he had a, he had a proper job too. And mm-hmm. so he, helped, he worked in the business part-time. And then both of us, both of us quit our full-time jobs in November 2016. Wow. So it was two years that we were doing this oh in the evenings. Um, and then we just said, we, it got to the point where it's like, right, we are, this is either a hobby mm-hmm. and we should just stop. If it's a hobby, we should just stop it. Or this is a real thing and we have to back ourselves and commit. Mm. I was like, it's a real thing, let's commit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then we... And was there numbers on revenue then to go, okay, we've got a pretty good track record now, like we are definitely on to something, or was it just a night of too much red wine or something? (laughs) It's a lot of red wine in those early years. Well, there's still still a, let's not not claim they're early. Um, It was, no, we'd had some really good revenue numbers. So um, I think we'd grown like a thousand percent. I mean, it's, the thing is, it's of such a small base that it's such a large percentage that it, it's almost slightly irrelevant, to be honest. But um, but the growth was absolutely there. And I think we'd done, uh, yeah, da, 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 two, one part financial year, one full financial year, and we were halfway through our, our third financial year. And, um, and the trajectory was obviously right there. So we kind of said, look, this is, this is going somewhere. And this is with us doing it part-time. So just imagine what we could do if we were in it full-time. Yeah, yeah. And there is a stage when that, and this is for anyone that is listening that is in that startup phase doing what you're doing, which was, you know, they're they're doing the balancing act. They've got one hand on one trapeze and they've got the other hand on one trapeze. But there is that time that, you know, you fully need to let go. And it showed actually that it took you guys two years to really have that certainty. So there was a really good um, security there behind you to go, right, yeah. let's just play full out here. Yeah. That's yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. What was the difference? And I think it's really important 
Oh, sorry, you go. Oh no, I think it was really it's really important as well because what when we went full time, we didn't pay ourselves mm. for another year and a half or so. So we didn't pay ourselves at all, but we planned to do that. So we made sure that we had enough in the bank where we could keep going. But my view has always been we have to reinvest everything back into the business as much as we can back into the business for growth. Mm -hmm. So we cannot be paying ourselves those big flashy salaries. And we still don't because mm -hmm. I'm so focused on growth. Yeah. But, um, we, have a, we have a mortgage, clearly. But, um, uh, but you know, we, 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 we were, we were bit very planned about the move, and I think that's quite important that you go into it with your eyes wide open. Mm, this being strategic about it, you know, you are the. Actually, I'd love to know what were some of the changes that you made as soon as you went right. We're going full time. What were some of the things that you really like? Just turned up a massive notch. Yeah, um, I think it was actually marketing myself. A bit because oh. it was a real yeah it was a real struggle to do that before because I was kind of like I was trying to do it but on the same time I actually had a full-time job yeah so it's quite difficult to put yourself front and center mm -hmm. when you actually have something else that you should be wholly committed to so um so that I think that was a big change that we could suddenly go hello you know yeah I'm Julie <laughs> I'm the yeah. one behind the brand. That's right. That's right. You're putting, yeah, exactly. Yes, it's putting um, a face, a personality um, uh, to a to a mm. to a brand. I suppose when you look on that our story about us, whatever it is, there's real people there. Yeah, it's not just a paragraph that says we were started in Galston, blah blah blah. But you don't know who's actually started it. Yes, it was. I could suddenly go. This is me. I started it. Hello. I'm a real real person with a real face. Mm. How did you go with being the face of the business? Was there any fear around that? Any pro negative programming like tall poppy syndrome? Was there any fear of what happens if something happens with the brand and my name's attached to it? Like was there any fears or concerns like that or you were just like, nah, let's just let's just own it, baby? <laughs> yeah. I think it was really just let's own it. Because also I'm really I never because because we're so driven by purpose mm. and driven by values. The values of the business are my values. Yeah. So I'm totally happy to like we're never going to make a decision, not knowingly anyway. We're not knowingly going to make a decision. Yeah. That I absolutely don't back a hundred percent and would be prepared to stand behind. Mm. And so so I had no qualms about putting myself out there. Yeah. Um, and, well, you and, don't. Because you guys in, let me look at my notes, and this actually was from your website, so it's so great, the About Us, because it was so many things I could actually go, oh, I can ask about this. <laughs> 2017, November, your store became one of the first retailers as a B Corp. Can you tell everyone what that stands for, what that means, and what's the importance yeah. of it? Because this is you being truly transparent in who you are, yes. right? Absolutely. So B Corp stands for Better Corporation. Now, it's a way of certifying a business to say that they are a better business. Now, how they, what, what is a better business? So it's a, it's a US certification that now has branches all over the world. So there's about um, 
oh crikey, 2,000 plus B Corps uh, worldwide. Mm -hmm. And there's 200 plus in Australia. And not many. What they look at, not many. And it's not, and it's, and it's all kinds of businesses. So it's accountants, it's banks, it's like beyond bank Mm -hmm. um, is one. We're actually just moving our banking as a business to beyond bank. Mm. Um, there, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all kinds of different businesses and what they look at is they look at every single thing you do. So it, it could be who owns the business. It could, it, it's who you bank with. Um, it is how, what, what you pay your team. It looks at how you source your products, what products you have. Are they organic? Are they this? Are they that? Da, 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 da. Um, what's your waste management? Uh, how much you donate to charity. It really picks apart every single bit of your business. And very and quite a bit is focused on your corporate structure, actually. So I love it. For me, I thought it was such a great – I'm really I really back what we do. I'm really proud of what we do. And I'm, I'm just like, it was an obvious choice for us to go and do that. Mm-hmm. It's not a quick process. Um, it does take a bit of time. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't be because it's a full audit. So audit on everything. It's a full audit. Mm. Exactly, it's a full audit, and you've got to be able, you've got to be prepared and want to lay things out there. Mm. And a lot of brands who I think should do it kind of go, oh, it's a bit too difficult. Mm. I'm like, well, you could view it as too difficult, or you could view it as a really awesome challenge because when you do it, what it actually gives you is also a really great strategy and plan Mm. of what you should do. Yeah. So. When we did the audit, I picked up a whole bunch of stuff where I was like, oh, we should totally do that. We need to be better at that, that, and that. And so I kind of had an action plan of other things to do. Mm. And that's what it's like. You've got a lot of um, awards under your belt. That, that also, you know, even entering those awards really helps you, you know, audit your business. Look yes. Business. It really cleans it up and cleans your act up as well, doesn't it, along the way? Yeah, yeah. it really does. Mm. What is it like going out for dinner with you I went out with a girlfriend and um I've just met her here so we've just moved to Perth about a year ago and one of them I went out with a couple of the mums and one of the mums stops this bartender and she says excuse me I'd really like to know if you can ask the owner why do you still use plastic straws and I'm like yeah wow did she just go there (laughs) and the lady said actually they're made from corn. And she, Brilliant. Really? She goes, yeah, they're made from corn. And I was thinking, well, corn's probably the highest, you know, pesticide food in the world that you don't really want to consume with food. Yeah. Well, they actually use it for something else. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then she goes, yeah, she goes, the actual bar, the manager of the bar, that's his side business. These straws made from corn. Oh. And I thought, honestly, it was like it was a real wake-up call. And this was probably, I'd only been here for about two months. And I thought yeah. I was doing my part, you know, doing recycling. But I just saw this brand new level. And yeah. I went to this healthy shop and they're all prepping all their meals and all their meals are just planned out in these plastic containers. And I mean there was probably, I don't know, say 300 containers there to do pre- yeah. food meal preps for the day. And I sat there and I thought, oh, my gosh, like, where does this go? Does this go into landfill? And so I got my container and I ate it outside and then I looked for their recycle bin. They didn't have a recycle bin. 
So then I emailed and said, look, I just really want to um, bring this to your attention. It's not a complaint. I just want to just make you aware, blah, blah, blah. And they said, yes, absolutely. With the amount of plastic containers we go through, we should do our part. We'll definitely put a recycling bin in. They have not got one yet. But (gasps) there's little things that have happened for me only in the last year that have really changed my perception on we have built on this beautiful land, the world, and we're putting shit in the ground. Yeah. Copious amounts, copious amounts. Yeah. And then I read this amazing article um, which was really about recycling and eco-friendly and, you know, different types of products. So I'd love to know what do you like to go out to dinner with? Are you <laughs> Do you give your tips <laughs> worth to them or are you just pretty inquired? Oh, my God. Realise it. You don't even you ignore everything. No, no, I, I'm, I'm awful. I'm give my, I, I, I'm constantly giving my two cents worth. So I think I've been. Dis- it's really interesting one, right? Because I have been described as combative, and okay. and I'm going no, 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 I don't know. And that was by one of our, was by one of our um, larger, larger suppliers, third parties who we work with. And it's because I don't accept the norm, and I challenge, and I challenge, and I challenge. Mm. And I actually said to them, which I suppose was, in their view, more combative, um, I said to them, I said, if I was a man, would you describe me as combative or would you describe me as assertive? Um, and um, <laughs> and they were like, oh, you know, and they couldn't really answer it. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, I stand up for what I believe in. Mm. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I said, you will never be left wondering where you stand with me because I'm direct. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like that with my team as well, but they appreciate it because they're mm-hmm. kind of like, well, we know what we need to do yeah, and we know where we stand. And I'm like that. Yeah. So if I go out to dinner and I see something, which I go, ah. yeah, the straws is an example. I'll absolutely say something yeah. and, um, and try and give them a solution. Mm. Um, because I also think it's, you've got to be able to offer, because we're on a journey as a world, yeah. we're on a journey. And we're at different parts of it. And we're, you know, we're more advanced than others. Mm-hmm. But everyone, I don't believe people are inherent, not most people anyway, most people aren't inherently mm. bad. It's ignorancy. <laughs> it is. It is. So you've got to help them get on the journey. Yeah. And um, and I was in, you know what, I was in Thailand um, when we could travel. I was in Thailand um Oh, crikey, it would have been maybe two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I like going on my detox retreats. I love, love, love. It's my happy place. I love it. And I was there, and they give you a juice. So you basically drink juice for two weeks. Anyway, they give you a juice, and it's plastic straw in it every single time. And I said to them, I said, can we use bamboo straws instead? And I actually, I'd actually taken my bamboo straws with me. So I put one in. And then they started at, so I, and I just started using it. And then they started asking me, asking me questions about it. And then other people on the detox started asking me questions mm-hmm. about it. And it's just slowly, 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 we have to drive change. But and it's it's by education. Mm. So, and I think if we can do it by showing, as well as telling, but showing, yeah, then we can really drive some change. Mm. So yeah, I, I'm a pain in the butt. Mm. Well, you know, it's <laughs> it's quite interesting that you were at the top. You were at the detox retreat detoxing and that would probably be a very big target market because 
women and men wanting to get healthy. How did you work out what your target market was? Was it you wrapped up in a consumer or was it the people that are uneducated and you're trying to educate? Like how did you know who it is? It's a mixture of both, really. And we've always left it quite open. So our consumer has basically worked out whether they're attracted to us or not, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, typically it's women. We'd love love more men to shop with us, but they don't. (laughs) So it's it's typically women. And it's people who, it it kind of ranges from 25 to 50, actually. And it's people who would, they can go anywhere from being just a little bit interested and they want to make a few better choices for their health and their family through to, I am composting, I am completely plastic free, I am this, I am that. You know, it, yeah. it goes the whole spectrum. Mm. So and we, and, we have, and we have options for everyone along that spectrum as well. And we help, we do lots and lots of articles to help educate everyone along that yeah. spectrum. Whether you are trying, if you're just kind of starting out, you might read a lot more with our articles. If you're pretty converted, you're probably not going to read as much because you mm. kind of probably know it. Um, but our customers have tended to find us and then over time we've we figured out well who is that customer and therefore how do we target that customer and yeah so on and so forth mm. now in 2019 you moved to retail so you went from on yes retail first physical store what was that experience like was that like just a complete new upheaval in <laughs> your focus yes. and energy and 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 how did it also I'd love to know the experience and how easy or hard it was to be able to source goods and to be able to really keep with your align with your values, even getting the store up and ready. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I started off my career in stores. So I love stores. Uh, yeah, I think there's such a. But I look at them in a very different way to most retailers. Mm-hmm. So a lot of retailers look at because they have so many. They look at stores and they go, "Well, each one is that its individual profit channel, and every single one has to make money." So whereas I don't look at it like that, I look at them as a marketing cost because I see them as a brand extension of what we do. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we can be a bit more creative and innovative with it because we're looking at it as a way to market our business. Mm -hmm. Now, when we were setting the store up, because we didn't have we didn't have budget to go and get shop fitters and all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, we, we can't afford that. So, um, so we recycled and upcycled a lot of the stuff that we have in the, of course, you- in the warehouse. <laughs> Love it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, and we have pallets. Like we just get so many pallets. All of our deliveries come on pallets. Now there are some blue check pallets which keep going through the chain and they keep being used. But a lot of companies use like disposable wood pallets, which no one wants to use again. Now we have them in the warehouse and they're open to anyone to come and pick up and. You can make all sorts, all sorts of cool stuff and pallets, mm-hmm. like furniture and things. Anyway, we made tables and furniture for the store out of pallets. And my only thing was, this has to look good. It's got to look great. So, um, and it does. I think it does. So, so we have a lot of recycled, upcycled stuff in the store, and all the team just just came together to. It was a real team uniting um, moment. I think we were there till like couple of nights before until sort of midnight like <laughs> filling the shelves pricing doing a lot of stuff because you're like i can stay up till like sunrise 
I know, I know. I feel sorry for the team. I feel sorry for the team. And it's um, but we 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 kind of we had this awesome launch for the store. So yes. Um, How did was, you get a thousand people turning up for the store? We want to know the strategy. What did you do know. for that? I know. I don't know to be quite honest, but. <laughs> Because it's one of those it's one of those moments where you have your birthday party or whatever and you just think, is anyone gonna turn up or are they not gonna turn up? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And then um when we opened when we, when we kind of opened the door and we went, There's a queue. There's a long queue. <laughs> and um and we had to sort of throw some of the guy because the entire team was there for launch day and we, we had it all planned. We were like, right, you're on these sections, you're on the tills, you're on this, you're on that. Yeah. We put an event on Facebook. So we put an event on Facebook and we targeted the local area. And so we, we kind of had a bit of an idea because people were going, attending the event and stuff. So we said, oh, you know, there's a lot of people who said they're coming. What we also did was we had a goodie bag. And the goodie bag, you got a goodie bag if you spent 50 bucks in store. And the goodie bag was worth about $200. Wow. And yeah, so I think that helped. List as well? Did you email your list going, this is grand opening or? We did. We emailed everyone in kind of the local, yeah. again, the local. Your, yeah. Global. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so many people turned up. To, so there's a queue. Ah, oh, the, the other thing we did as well was we had um, a food truck. Uh, we had um, donut truck, all vegan, vegan donuts, vegan banh mi. We had, um, oh my gosh, what was it? We had, um, oh gosh, what is it? Wine. We had a wine truck. Oh wow, like a preservative-free wine, or I'm there for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> organic, organic, organic wines. It was amazing. Mm. Yeah. So we had a wine truck and we had some charities who were there, all sorts of stuff. And um, and it was just like a, it was like a little mini festival mm. on that day. Proper launch. Uh, right. Like an open yeah. day. So with health clubs, when I speak with yes. clubs, we used to do like open days. So it was like, what can we do for the open day where it's sort of like this little mini festival? How did you go afterwards? Was there then a big dive in 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 people visiting the store and you're like, okay, what are we next going to do? Or did you find that it just actually was continual with traffic coming through? Just continual, just continual. So it just kept going. Mm. It just kept going. And and it's a, it's an interesting one because our store is at the front of our warehouse. So it's, it's very much, you've got to want to go there. Um, it's not somewhere you'll just walk past. Yeah. But we do have parking, which is amazing. So, so a lot of people like the fact we've got parking in Sydney. So, um, so we found that there was just a continual churn of people coming in mm -hmm. and particularly weekends. Yeah. Um, and then at Christmas, Christmas was nuts. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so it was kind of and – and for us it's really nice because it is at the front of the warehouse. We can't have all 8,000 products in the store. So there's about 1,000, but we can get anything from out the back. Mm. So people come in with phones and go, I want this, this, and this. Cool, we'll just go and grab that for you. Let's go get the tractor. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> Exactly. Rosie, <laughs> bring it over for us. <laughs> Rosie, go and do not eat it, Rosie. Do not eat it. <laughs> you are part of the team. <laughs> so what's next for you guys? Is there any plans for another physical store somewhere else? Um, is there anything else you're looking at doing in the near future? Yeah, I think I think physical stores are a challenge at the moment mm. oh because it's just what am i thinking right. see i'm in perth and at the moment everything's we we are <laughs> everything's, right. everything's everything's normal and i forget that the other side of the world or the other side of australia until i ring my mum 
there. Yeah. And Melbourne, got clients in Melbourne. It's, yeah. So, yeah, that was a stupid question. I didn't even think of that, did I? (laughs) (laughs) But we have to, but you know what? We've got to stay positive and we've got to think about life post COVID. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think, I think right now, yeah, it's a challenge just to think about anything physically. And actually what we did was we shut our physical store in March and we only just reopened it again in July. Yeah. And we've definitely noticed fewer people in the store. So we've got it open kind of just for it being open. But yeah. if numbers increase, we are happy to – we were absolutely prepared to shut shut it. Mm. So And we've had to think about it differently. So no testers. We've completely removed makeup from there. Oh, we've had to sort of yeah. – yeah, we've – reopened with with health and safety in mind mm. so yeah so whereas before be- beautiful beauty bar we had a great beauty bar that's gone mm. because we just can't wow. risk having those what do you think from your perspective or your experience has been easier for the business side of things from marketing from sales transactions from growth what has what is the easier business to run for you? Do you feel is it the online? I know it's been set up now for you know it's what five years now. So yeah, making or is it the physical store? Like, is there one that you find a real more of a breeze to work with, or are they both just uh, <laughs> need love and care? They're both. They both exactly. They're both quite different. So they both need love and care. I think online for me, I love online because you can get so much data. Yeah. I just love getting the data out of it. You know, people, you know, who's in your store, you know, what they're looking at and all the rest of it. Whereas with a physical store, you don't have those data points. Mm. Um, and you can chase them so, an ad <laughs> with retargeting marketing. <laughs> you, can, you can chase them, you can hound them, you can do all that sort of stuff. You can, ah. um, but, but so I, yeah, I think they're just different. Like, yeah, two different. Online's so different. But oh, they are. They are. But, but I just didn't know if there was one that you just found like, oh, like that's just so much easier or less headache free or let's all. Like I'm a live person. So for us, like I love doing live events. So it's, you know, educating yeah. business owners and, you know, it's, it's just as hard work to set up a physical event as what it is online. Um, yes. You know, and then I've got all the tech stuff as well. So when COVID was on and we couldn't have a camera crew here upstairs in my husband's office, which is a much bigger office, you know, we've got, oh, my gosh, the amount of software we had to do live streaming, it was like, I thought, give me live any day. Like, just give me live. (laughs) At least when I'm there presenting, I feel the energy. I've always been that face-to-face person. Yeah. Even though everything yeah. we do now is online, yeah. you know, you and I are talking online, do podcasts online, but um, if, yeah. for me, it's like, yeah. oh, they're probably just as hard to work to to get the number. Yeah. It bums on seats or people turn up for a live stream, but I just, yeah. oh, the the payoff for face to face, and I'm terrible though. I, yeah. I hug people, I kiss people. I'd, I'd be breaking all the rules at the moment with COVID. I'd be. <laughs> You've got to stay in Perth. I've got, you need yeah, to stay in Perth. Because like I forget about the elbow <laughs> bump. <laughs> oh I know, it's the elbow, it's the elbow. Um, yeah. It's um I know and, and, and I think both are kind of they have different different difficulties. And yeah. I, I love I love when customers come into the store and I having a I love having a good old chat. It's like if I ever pick up customers the customer care number and talk to a customer, God, I can be on there for hours. So so it's best that I just don't pick the phone up. <laughs> <laughs> Better use your time to worry. 
not that we're saying because yeah, obviously you get so much insight but um yeah well that's it thank you so much for taking the time out today and being just a beautiful representation of not just you know what you know an incredible businesswoman but also just as I said the mother Teresa of retail just really being able to <laughs> you know stamp the way of being good to the earth being good to to animals it's just the whole beautiful thing about it like it probably if you know with what you your standards now and your values now i couldn't imagine working in coals or woolies with all the plastic and no you'd be like (laughs) it was really hard at the time Mm. it was really really hard um because i wanted to make so much change yeah and 10 years ago i tried to put sort of corn corn bags actually corn bags and into coals and it was um it just wasn't easy we didn't do it because it was just too hard you know so yeah um yeah I couldn't do that now I couldn't do it now <laughs> well actually I just forgot I want to get your best pieces of advice I was about to wrap up but yes. I realized that we haven't found a couple of things from you we've got two women listening we've got one startup phase we've got women that mm you know, quite savvy business women. I'd love a piece of advice for each of them, something for the startup female. She's in that first year. She's rolling her sleeves up. What's going to you? <laughs> so in that first year, I think the important, uh, my piece of advice is pull on your network. Mm-hmm. You're going to be, I mean, I'm ho- hopefully you're working really, really hard anyway because that's just that's just taking a threat. You, you've got to work hard. Mm-hmm. But think about anyone who you've worked with before. Think about any contacts. Think about any friends. Anyone who you could, to be honest, get a bit of a favor off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't sit back. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. A lot of people come to me and ask me for a favor or help. And if I can, I'm really happy to give it. Mm. Because because everyone's sort of you know sometimes you just need a bit of help so i would say i would say that don't be afraid and sometimes as we sometimes as women we do sit back and we're not prepared to put ourselves out there put yourself out there because men are very good at networking and using each other to pull each other up yeah got no problems in doing that where i think for exactly. many of us females it's um we're scared of the no or we're scared yeah. of breaking that rapport or looking like we're being great. yeah or, you know, being judged. Yes. So I think there's, yeah, where the guys are just happy to yeah. do deals with each other all the time. Just go for it. Yeah. Mm. That's it. It's That's fun. it. Don't be polite. Yeah. Put it out there. Get out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, for the woman that is quite savvy, she's in business, but she's maybe ready to, to take it up a notch. She's ready to scale the business or really, you know, relaunch new brands or take a pivot and go in a new direction. What would you say to someone that's quite savvy? So... For someone who's who's pretty savvy, um, I think it's probably a good i it's a good idea to um, take a bit of time out and do a bit of assessment, do a bit of an assessment of your business to figure out what that direction is that you want to go. Mm. Now, if you've run your business for a little while, hopefully you know your customer really, really well. Yeah. So, and they are they are gold. They have. They have the answer to your destiny, basically. So go and reach out to your customer base. Something we've done at Flora and Fauna, actually, is we've set up a Facebook group, which um, has its pros and cons, quite frankly, because we get lots of people coming in and and pushing their own businesses in the group. So we have to – there's a bit of deleting going on. (laughs) Um, 
but it's yeah, it's like oh my god this is minefield but it's a really great forum to listen to your customers uh-huh. and um and i've used it a few times to go hey i'm thinking of doing x or y what do you think mm. and i will get 50 60 people telling me what they think mm. now your your and i'm sure our competitors are in that facebook group they will absolutely be in that facebook group and i kind of go oh you know they could be knowing what we're doing and all the rest of it oh. and this is where you need to be yeah and and they will definitely be doing that but this is where you need to focus on your destiny and your customers and your plan and not focus on anyone else mm-hmm. and i think it's it's actually it's actually really um one of the things we we can tend to do um, and I know lots of people who do this, they end up focusing on their competition. Mm, yeah. Stop focusing on, stop focusing on your competition. Fine. Focus on your plan. Mm. Yeah. I do not look at our competition. <laughs> I don't care what they do. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's their, their yeah. plan is not my plan. And that's even great advice for the startup, for that early um, female mm. owner as well, I think. Um, when I interviewed, um, oh, gosh, I've forgotten the name. Simpson, she's off Shark Tank. Um, Naomi. 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 Yeah. She actually said to me, Red Balloon Days, we were the first, but then everyone tried yeah. to copy us. But yes. no one has my values. No one has my beliefs. So no one can yeah. ever be a direct copy to who we are. And yeah. I loved when she said that because I thought that is so true because we are so scared that maybe we're similar to somebody else, but we, we all have our own values that what makes us different. That's what the separation is. And if we can lean on that. Yeah. The other thing is I do want to just write on the coattails of what you said about putting that message out there and getting that feedback. I do remember um, uh, I think it was with Apple and they were saying by the time, by the time they launched let's just say the um, the iPod, right, the little phone, yeah. the little earphone thing. So <laughs> like suddenly we've got music and it's not this big clunky CD player. They then said we were already then in the process of starting the next thing. So when somebody went to launch and copy it, we already had the next thing ready. Yes. Yes. With what you're saying is even if you've had this idea sort of manifesting for a while, so I can imagine if you went out to Facebook and you asked the question, you're already a few steps ahead. If someone was Correct. to actually steal that idea because you've already started to get the concepts. and So, yeah, I think that's a really yeah. great piece of advice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, mm. it, it's a pleasure. It's so true. You've got to keep focused on your on your own goal because yeah, what we're launching, what we're going to launch, what we've got in the plan. Um, it's very difficult for someone like we, we get people copying us all the time, all the time to the point where one of our suppliers actually contacted us last week and said, Julie, I think I should just let you know that this website has just contacted us. And I went onto their website and it's basically your website. Oh no. And I was like, and I was like, well, I'll have to have a bit of a word with them then. Um, so it's like, yeah, that's a horrible. Yeah, it's like, mm. yeah, it's that. That's part of it, and it happens all the time. But as Naomi Simpson said, as Apple said, they can copy us, but they can't keep up. Yeah. So, because we're already going, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, because we're staying really true to what we're about. Yeah. And I'm really not bothered what others are doing. 
And because we're not um, copying someone, you're copying them from here. You're not copying them from here. Like the person, the, the idea comes from the heart. It comes from that gut. Yeah. I think it comes from your values. So, yeah, it's completely different. Mm. Yeah. Want to finish the interview with this question. What is the one yeah. thing that you do on a very regular basis, daily to weekly, that gets mm. away from work and more into your body? It could be physical. It could be walking. Like it could be anything. But it's something that you know that you go to that just realigns you, makes you the happiest version of Julie there is. What would that be? So it is my daily run slash walk. So in my in my life, I've run eight marathons now, which is I know, and 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 oh at, wow, at my tender, I know it's nuts, right? So at my tender years of if I tend to forty four years, my hips are really now feeling it. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> um, and um, and I've had two children in the last two years so actually in the last year and a half I've had two children that's ridiculous isn't it what? and um oh my god I know it's like at 44 you got you can't wait you gotta keep going <laughs> you'll get them out gosh and um um so as a result I can't I'm doing a little bit of running but I'm getting back into it mm. but I still need to get for me it's such a such a buzz um getting outside so whilst I can't run I've also had knee surgery as well crikey I've had everything so whilst I can't run right now I'm going out and I'm walking for 8k a day Mm -hmm. in the bush in the bush in my happy space where I can think I can connect with nature and I cannot be on a screen Mm. and that's that that's what makes me happy and um and I think there's a part of it as well where I had to um, oh, except that I couldn't run for a little bit. Yeah, and that was very hard. That was really hard because um, I had to go. No, no, no. You, you, you're going to have to walk instead of run. This whole walk, walk before you run. Mm. But I just love it, and that that I have to do it every morning because it is my absolute happy place. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. Like I just said to you at the start of the show, I've got this hot water. Yeah. Here. Because I woke up with this head cold, and I hardly ever get head colds, but my son had one the other day, so I should have known it was coming. Oh. It didn't work. I'm a mad nose rinser, but it didn't work this time. Oh, wow. I, oh. I still went out for this power walk, and just before our interview, I'm like, my head's like this. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But while I was doing it, I felt amazing because it is. It's that escape. And, yeah, and you've got two little ones. So how old are they? Yeah, so um, Woody is uh, 18 months. And Alfie is just coming up for three months. <laughs> Work out the maths on that. <laughs> wow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, Two little boys. A superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy wow. woman. Crazy chick. Crazy wow. chick. That's They're amazing. You're, you're an incredible inspiration. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and gracing us with your presence and um, we can't wait to see more what happens and um, yeah to watch your journey as a mother times two with these little young ones (laughs) have your life your journey the next is cut out for you (laughs) thanks so much julie for for being here today pleasure thanks annette goodbye 
You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.